Welcome to the Wandering CEO Podcast, where ambition meets adventure. I'm your host, Priyanka, and I am on a journey to build a business and see the world because I believe we all deserve to live a life that resonates down to our very core. This podcast is all about aligning our career with our lives so that we have more fulfillment, freedom, and flexibility to do what we want to do. Join me every week for some real talk where we chat travel and entrepreneurship to start living lives we are simply obsessed with. Ready? Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Wandering CEO Podcast. As always, I am so thrilled that you're here. I mean, you guys, podcasting is quickly becoming one of my favorite things to do. I'm always so fired up and excited to record an episode. And today I'm especially excited because we're doing our first full travel episode. So as you know, this podcast is all about aligning our career with the lives that we want to live. And for me, that means being able to travel as much as I possibly can or as much as I want to. And that's because travel has truly shaped the person that I am today. And I think it's just so important to incorporate into our lives. And I'm sure you feel the exact same way when you think about wanting to align your career with your life. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the elements of travel that have really impacted my life. And so I'm going to give like three specific examples on different pieces of travel that I've picked up throughout the year, different elements of cultures I've experienced and how I've tried to incorporate that into my day-to-day life. But before we get started, if this episode resonates with you at all, please let me know by sending me a message on Instagram. I'm at p.s.janaja. And I'll put that in the show notes so that you know how to spell my last name. But if you message me and tell me that this resonates with you, it helps me create more content similar to this. And as this is the first travel episode, I would definitely love that feedback. So without further ado, let's talk about three different cultural experiences and traditions that I've picked up and kind of incorporated and tried to incorporate into my day-to-day life. And that is the Swedish tradition of fika, the Spanish tradition of sobremesa, and the Georgian tradition of giving a toast every time you have a new drink. So starting off with fika, when I went to Sweden, many years now, like I could sit here and think about what year I went in, but that would be a waste of all of our time. When I went to Sweden, I had never heard about the concept of fika until I got there. And so when I first got there, when fika was explained to me, and when I kind I saw like different, you know, specials on menu boards for fika, it seemed like it was just enjoying a cup of coffee and a pastry in the middle of the day, which by the way, even if that was just what it was, I would have loved that because who doesn't want coffee and a pastry in the middle of the day? But fika is so much more than that. And I'm sure obviously a local could explain it much better than I can. But for me, what I experienced throughout my time in Sweden is that fika isn't just about a a cup of coffee and a cake or a different pastry. It's about taking an intentional time during the day to take that pause to take an intentional break. And there is something just so beautiful about that of of not only taking that time, but also then enjoying something like coffee and a pastry while having good conversation with someone. I mean, the fact that one word can really encompass and describe that entire feeling and that entire kind of practice, I think is so magical because there isn't a word in English that that can be related to that, to just this one word. So I immediately fell in love with that concept. And 
not only did I employ that while I was in Sweden, definitely taking that intentional pause every day with the person that I was traveling with at that time. So we could have conversations, you know, we could take a little bit of a break, but I've tried to incorporate that as much in my day-to-day life. So while I might not, you know, partake in Fika every single day, I do think about it. And I do try to do that because that is something that we just don't do as Americans. If you're an American like me, you definitely know what I'm talking about. And this resonates with you. I mean, we go through our days, you know, working and doing other stuff. And if we're thinking about aligning, you know, our career with the lives that we want to live and just living a life that we're simply obsessed with, why not take an intentional break in the middle of the day, enjoy a pastry, a cup of coffee, tea, if you're a coffee hater, and have a good conversation with someone. I mean, how much better would our day go? So I love the idea of Fika. And hopefully it's something that sparks an interest within you as well. And so that's just one example of something that I've picked up from my years of travel and something that I admire and appreciate about a different culture. So the second one is the idea of sobremesa. Another one that's one word, but it's a whole feeling and it's a whole you know, thing. And I just love that there is this word that doesn't exist in the English language. I think that makes it all the more special. So while its origins are from Spain, you find this practice all through Latin America as well. And so I studied abroad in Sevilla and then prior to grad school starting. So I did a dual master's. One was a master's in international studies and the second was my MBA from Wharton. So before the Wharton piece of my program started, um, for my master's in international studies, I lived in Argentina and I spoke in Spanish because I was immersed in Spanish. That was part of the program. And so part of that too was getting really immersed in the culture. And so I was able to, you know, have dinner with locals and really understand what this meaning, what Sobre Mesa meant. So Sobre Mesa is the practice of after you eat, to sit and have great conversation. And the origins of it are when we had this heavy meal in Spain and, you know, it wasn't really appropriate to like go and take a siesta right afterwards. And so you like sit there and you have good conversation while your food starts to digest. And if you think about that, one, how beautiful is it that there's this word that means good conversation after you eat? Like, I love that. But when you really think about it, how different is that than what we might have in our day-to-day life? So for example, as an American, you're so used to getting the bill the moment you're done eating and maybe either you ask for it or the, the waiter or the waitress just sets it down, which is totally normal for us. And so it's like you eat, you pay, you get out of there. That's it. In the Spanish culture, in the Latin American culture, and honestly, in so many cultures around the world, even if they don't have a name for sobremesa, you don't do that. Like you don't rush and leave as soon as you eat. In fact, one time I remember that I was in Greece and it was my first time there. Um, and I was eating dinner, but we were kind of in a rush. So as I was still finishing up my food, I asked for the check and the waiter looked and saw that I still had food on my plate. And he was like, no, <laughs> I mean, he didn't say it in a mean way, obviously. He was like, enjoy your food. Don't worry about it. You know, after you're done eating, I'll bring you the bill. And I remember that that kind of blew my mind a little bit because I was like, wow, that's so different than something that I am used to. Like, it's totally normal in the US to ask for your check early, even if you're not done eating. And so I think that just is such a great example of like how different, how different even restaurant etiquette is in other places. But Sobre Mesa in particular is this beautiful invitation to have 
that conversation to still enjoy the your meal and the people that you ate it with and and, and have that conversation right afterwards. And and sometimes it's over dessert, sometimes it's maybe like a, a digestive and you're just having, you know, beautiful conversation. So it's something that I love and definitely something I've incorporated in my day-to-day life as much as possible. Um, and something I encourage you to do as well. So the last one that I want to talk about is one of my absolute favorites, and it is the Georgian tradition of doing a toast every time you have a new glass of whatever it is you're drinking, wine, a cocktail, beer, whatever it may be. So Georgia is a country that has been on my bucket list for forever, you guys, like seriously, years and years. And I don't even know how it got on there, but I just had this feeling, you know, I don't know if you've, maybe you can resonate with this. Like you have this like visceral feeling of a place that you need to go to and you can't quite articulate it. I mean, I knew some reasons I wanted to go, but like truly this country was calling to me and it is hands down my favorite country I've ever been to. In fact, I would love to do a trip, like a, a group trip there. Um, that I just thought about that right now. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely send me a DM and let me know because I freaking love this place. But one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to visit Georgia is that it's a birthplace of wine. And I am obsessed with wine, trying wine from different regions. And so part of our trip to Georgia was being able to go to as many local wineries as possible. And I'm somebody who I don't want to go to a huge, you know, commercial winery with a bunch of tourists. Like I wanted as authentic of an experience as I could find. So one afternoon, in fact, it was actually my birthday. Um, and we, my fiance, Eric and I had just gotten engaged. So like, I mean, you know, we are excited. Emotions are running high and we go to this winery and it's just me. Eric, our tour guide, and the winemaker, literally just the four of us. And it's actually the winemaker, he makes his wine in his house. Like he has a cellar right next to his, like it's connected to his house. And so we walk up to his house. He has this beautiful spread set up for us with this amazing view. I wish I could show you a photo, but amazing view, like green grass, the country, like landscape. And I mean, it's absolutely stunning. And we sit down. He doesn't speak a word of English. And he brings out his wine, which by the way, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely to die for. I cannot wait to go back. And he pours you know, a glass. And I guess our tour guide had told us that we told him that we had just gotten engaged because he pours a glass of wine and he gives this toast in Georgian. And then our tour guide translates it. And it's not like a, hey, cheers to you. I mean, it is a beautiful toast about our future together, you know, our prosperity in our lives. I mean, just like from a man who doesn't know us at all, like it was so touching. And he proceeded to do that every time he poured a new glass of wine. And so our tour guide kind of explained that to us as this tradition that is held in the Georgian culture. And after a while, after he was, after the winemaker was done giving the toast, he kind of passed that on to us. And so, you know, Eric gave some toast and then I gave some toast. And it was this magical afternoon where we're chatting with this amazing winemaker, our tour guide. And I mean, two languages are going, but we're making it work. And it was, I mean, it was one of my favorite experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And it's something that I have brought again, to my day-to-day experience, because I love that idea. Like, I, I love that, like, let's not wait and make a toast on a special occasion. Why don't we incorporate it into our day-to-day lives? And so we've taught, like, introduced this concept to our friends as well. And now anytime we pour a drink, we say a toast, we take turns, even Eric and I do this just, you know, amongst ourselves. Um, and it's something that we actually plan on incorporating into our wedding in Greece next year, because 
it's so meaningful to us and something that we've picked up. And it immediately transports me back to that afternoon on that porch, just drinking amazing Georgian wine and having this beautiful cultural experience. And so as soon as we say the toast, sometimes we cheers in Georgian, which is gamer jost. It means to victory. Or sometimes we cheers in Greek, which is yamas, because that's where we're getting married next year. And so I just love, 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 love having that as part of my day-to-day life. And those are just three examples of different elements of cultures that I've experienced, that I've appreciated, that I've admired, and I've tried to incorporate in my day-to-day life because I truly think they make my life better. And I think they make me better, you know? And I love when I partake in those traditions also to to reminisce about this trip that I had and to really think about how those are just, you know, like I said, three examples of many, many things I've picked up while I'm traveling. And I think this is just a beautiful reminder of like why travel is so amazing, why travel is so wonderful, and why being citizens of the world can really make your life better. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely send me a DM if you did. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you for joining me today. If this chat resonated with you at all, I'd really love it if you could share it on Instagram and tag me so I can thank you for keeping the conversation going. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you next time.